Welcome to the Soul Health Mentor Podcast with Nadia Kraus. Learn how to move your awareness out of your mind and into your heart so you can embody your divinity, experience joyous peace of mind, and create your most vibrant life by opening to receive your soul's sacred medicine. Hello, beautiful soul. Hello, strong heart. Hey, brilliant listener. Welcome back to Soul Health Mentor Podcast. In this week's episode, we are going to dispel myths to unlock your inner power. Because there's countless myths out there that surround our well-being and our divine potential. And by busting these myths, you'll uncover the secrets to harnessing your innate soul power for a life filled with abundance. Here at Soul Health Mentor, I am dedicated to the embodiment of soul health and purpose across all dimensions, body, mind, heart, emotion, spirit, and light body, your soul. It really is time to flip the switch and turn our soul power on collectively and individually. Let's dive in. Let's talk about inner power, let's talk about unlocking that, and let's talk about what soul health is and what it is not. We're going to talk about the myths that surround soul health, but before we can do that, I need to mention what is soul health. So soul health is a word that I came up with to ensure that we're encompassing all of us all of our bodies, all of our subtle bodies, which are the physical body, this is the obvious one, but then there is the emotional body, the mental body, the spiritual body, and the light body, your soul. And soul health accompanies all of that. And maybe you would like to check out some episodes that I've already recorded for you that go deeper into that. So I recorded episode number nine, the four pillars of soul health for you, where I talk about how soul health isn't really something represented in our society. You learn a little bit about me and my background as a corporate health coach. And then I also shared in episode number six, the three pillars of self-love. And I talk about self-love leadership and I talk about what it takes to lead yourself with love. And the reason I talk about that, it isn't a, a component of soul health. You lead yourself with love and there are three pillars of your self-love leadership. And in episode number 33, I ask you if you are a dreamer. And I do that because our soul holds a dream for us. And that dream is to fulfill our divine potential in this lifetime, to use our talents, gifts, and natural skill set to be of service to ourselves and then to others. Self-love leadership. Put on the oxygen mask first. And then you start sharing your gifts and talents and natural skill set from a place of overflow. Imagine everybody embodying their soul health and being a full 
cup of love sharing from their overflow. How different would our life be? How different would our relationships be? How different would our world be? This is a big deal. So we are unleashing our inner power and we're busting the myths that keep us from our abundance and from embodying our soul health and purpose. So myth number one, positivity alone ensures the embodiment of your soul health and purpose. This is not correct. We do not exist only in light, but we also exist in dark. That is the human experience. That is the yin and yang wisdom. There is feminine essence. There's masculine essence. There's up and down. There's positive and negative. There are always polarity pairings in the experience of human life. There is deep sorrow and ecstatic joy. There's the full spectrum of emotions in between. So the truth is that genuine soul health embraces both positive and challenging aspects of life. Very, very important. To do light work, you have to master shadow healing. Myth number two. Achieving soul health is a quick fix. So I think it becomes more apparent, this is me of course, and we're busting the myth because maybe it's not so apparent, but to me it seems apparent that personal growth and development takes time. Because it takes time to grow a plant. It takes time to grow yourself strong with deep roots that are sturdy and can withstand the storm. It seems apparent, but sadly, we live in a world, and now we're busting the myth, we live in a world that sells us instant gratification in marketing. Become an overnight success if you use this formula. Transform your body if you take this pill. Feel better if you buy this thing. The truth is, achieving the embodiment of your unique soul health and purpose, it's a continuous journey of growth, self-discovery, and resilience. It takes you growing past your comfort zone. It takes resilience to embody transformation. It's not pretty. It can be quite messy. The analogy of the butterfly is perfect. A butterfly cocoons, no, it's not a butterfly. <laughs> Let me correct that. A caterpillar cocoons itself to become a butterfly. And in this cocoon, this butterfly turns to mush. Literally, if you were to open that cocoon, you wouldn't find the caterpillar anymore. It has to become the butterfly. So your old identity turns to mush 
as you don't find yourself in there anymore, as it doesn't represent your soul health or your purpose or the embodiment that you require, desire and deserve, the things you want. And then it becomes your new self. But that takes growth. It takes self-discovery. What is in alignment with my new life, my new self? What is part of my old self, my old identity? What do I need to release? Myth number three. Soul health is separate from physical health. It is not. Big, big myth that your body is just your body. That's why I talk about these subtle bodies. You have a physical body, an emotional body, a mental body, a spiritual body, and a light body, your soul. And your light body, your soul, inhabits your physical body. So it is your light body that keeps you alive. And when your light body, your soul, decides it is time to go back to spirit world, that's when your physical body perishes and dies. So this is a very important perspective. The truth is that physical and soul health are intricately interconnected. One doesn't exist without the other. There is no soul level experience here on earth without your body. And there's no physical health without your soul health. You are an interconnected, multi-dimensional being. So it's very, very important that the lifestyle choices that we've been taught are good for the physical body, of course. Whole foods diet, a good nutrition full of minerals and vitamins and phytonutrients, exercise, movement for your body, relaxation, meditation. Of course, all of this is going to be good for your body. But what is so misunderstood is mental health, is emotional health, is spiritual health, is purpose. So the lifestyle choices around those bodies are slim because there's not a lot of teachings out there. Luckily, it's getting more and more. There's a lot of great books, but it's still in that separation phase of either it's only talking about mental health. Hardly ever do I hear emotional health talks or emotional intelligence talks. It's not society at large only talks about physical health. Let's just start there. It is time to start talking about mental health, emotional health, and spiritual health, and how those three are all connected. Emotional eating happens because there's something happening in your emotional world, and it's invisible to you. So as long as it's invisible to you, you can't change it, because you cannot change what you cannot see, and as long as you can't feel it, you also can't heal it. Then mental belief systems, they find their root cause in things that happened to you as a child. And your spiritual well-being isn't tied to organized religion. 
your purpose isn't tied to what other people think it should be. Myth number five, I think. <laughs> I lost count. Ah. Myth number five. Soul health is a luxury, not a necessity. That, my friend, is a myth that requires busting pronto. It is so important, it is essential for fulfilled and purposeful life to have time to yourself, to have self-care, to have soul care, to have retreat, treating yourself to retreat doing good things for yourself, learning what is good for yourself, treating yourself. It is not a luxury. It is a necessity for mental health, emotional health, and spiritual well-being. Absolutely. It is a trend in this world of burning ourselves out, of hustling, of chasing something, and then wondering why we are feeling so frazzled mentally, emotionally, and spiritually? Why does society at large feel so depressed, feel so sick, feel so unhealthy, is so diseased? Those are all questions to think about. Myth number six, soul health is only for the spiritually inclined. So yes, of course, someone that isn't spiritually inclined most probably wouldn't be drawn to soul health or even listening to this podcast of unleashing and unlocking our inner power and busting myths that keep us from the abundance and our soul health. But here comes the but. Everybody wants to be happy. Everybody wants to feel fulfilled and like they have a purpose. Everybody wants to feel good about their life and their life choices. So yes, it does require an openness to open up to your own embodiment of soul health and purpose. But spiritually inclined in the sense of organized religion, you do not have to be. Absolutely not. This message right here today has nothing to do with religion and everything to do with your soul. And of course, yes, there needs to be this connection, I have a soul, I have a heart. So it is universal and it can adapt to diverse spiritual inclinations, whatever your background. Absolutely. But your spiritual path is your spiritual path. And in this myth-busting, <laughs> number six, we're also going to make space for the agnostic or the atheist. They are on their own spiritual path. And in their own time, will they find interest in soul health or not? And it's okay. So it's also important to bust the myth that we have to force people to be what they are not. That is not soul health. That is not 
abundance that is not inner power, that is power over. So let's bust that myth while we're at it. Myth number seven, external validation equals soul health. It's interesting to notice that there's this whole movement of love and light. And this love and light movement often is represented by a collective that identifies with being light workers. But as I already mentioned in myth number one, positivity alone doesn't ensure soul health. Same goes for this love and light movement where the collective likes to dress spiritually, whatever that means, likes to wear the crystals, wear the jewelry, have the language of this spiritually enlightened being while denying the shadow. So we don't do things to get external validation from others. We don't wear crystals to get validation from others. We don't say namaste to get validation from others. That is a myth. That does not make you spiritually enlightened. So it's really, really important to realize that it's all about internal alignment and internal self-acceptance. It's paramount. And with all of it, the good, the bad, the glorious, and the ugly, it is not denying the shadow, but it is integrating the shadow into your wholeness and realizing that you are the full spectrum from beautiful to ugly, you are the full spectrum. Your internal world holds all of the emotions and that's okay. Myth number nine, soul health is a destination, not a journey. So it's not instant gratification. It is not, oh, I'm gonna take this pill and I'm going to embody my soul health and purpose. It's not how it works. It is an ongoing journey with lessons learned along the way. That is what soul health and purpose is. It's learning how to take care of your physical body. It is learning how to take care of your emotional body. It is learning how to take care of your mental body, your spiritual body, and your light body, your soul, so that you can live and embody your soul health and your divine potential, so you can manifest the dream so you can self-actualize the dream your soul has for you. That is what soul health and purpose is. And that is unleashing your inner power for a life of abundance. That is it, my friend. Thank you so much for being here. And I invite you to download the Podbean app. My podcast is hosted on Podbean and Podbean has developed this beautiful app. And it's beautiful because there's a comment section. 
so you can actually comment on episodes and you can engage with me. So I would love to hear how this episode has served you. What aha moments, maybe mini breakthroughs, did you have? Or, since everything is welcome here, what is challenging you right now? What shadow is cast right now in the sense that you know these words that I speak, you know that they ring true in your heart, but in your life you are challenged with implementing the self-care, the soul care, the retreat time. In your life you're challenged with treating yourself with goodness and time and space. So let's address the challenges just as much as the ahas and breakthroughs. Everything is welcome here. It is not about light work only. It is literally the realization that we have to master our shadow healing to embody the light, to become the light, to shine our light. In next week's episode, I will guide you through a process. So it'll be a guided process, a guided meditation, a guided visualization that helps you unleash your inner power even further and creating a life of abundance and soul health. But the first step is really busting the myths. Talking about soul health and purpose in the sense of what it is and what it is not. Thank you so much, and until next time. Thank you for listening to the Soul Health Mentor Podcast with Nadia Krauss. If you like what you heard, please subscribe, rate, and review at Apple Podcasts or wherever podcasts are playing. 